It's time for episode 361 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, August 26, 2020. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast where your connection never times out. I'm your co-host, Dan Morin, and I am joined across this internet by my good pal, my friend, my dungeon buddy, Mr. Micah Sargent. How are you doing today, Micah? I'm doing quite well today, Dan. I, that might be one of my favorite opening lines, to be honest. That was a good one. <laughs> Thank you. I, I was I new. I always have to check because after 361 episodes, we feel like we've exhausted a lot of things. And so I always like search through our history and like, have I used this line before? It's like, oh, it's a new one. It's nice. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. You know what else is nice? having two fantastic guests to discuss our tech topics with us today to my left it is our friend of the show an editor at it pro today a podcaster in the incomparable and the writer of the brilliant newsletter so what who cares it's lisa schmeiser welcome back lisa thank you it's so great to be here i too also have dungeon pals (laughs) that's true that is true Uh, and to my left is author and photographer, as well as returning guest on the Clockwise podcast. It's Jeff Carlson. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing great. Good day, everybody. I do not have a dungeon, but I have a 12-year-old daughter who is super into D&D, so that counts, oh, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, th- someday this will just turn into a D&D podcast like all other podcasts. But today we're here <laughs> to talk about technology, and I'm going to kick things off by asking, have you bought any tech or tech-related items recently that might be inspired by or connected to our our new pandemic, remote working, remote learning, everything is remote reality? Lisa? Yes, I have. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So a little background, I live in a house that's got about 850 square feet of living space. We have a finished office in the basement and my mom's house, which is 675 square feet is right behind us. So all of us. And for the past few years, we've been using just one airport extreme Mm. to, uh, as the foundation of our wireless network, it's been covering everybody with our new pandemic reality. My mom is now taking yoga classes on zoom. My daughter has classes on zoom like she's got a creative writing thing she goes to once a week she's got math lessons um school starts for her tomorrow um and my husband and i both work remotely we've had to buy um a two-pack of google nest wi-fi routers so that we can reconfigure our network and boost the signal to make sure that mom's getting namaste while my daughter is getting (laughs) fractions and my Uh husband and i are keeping our jobs and interviewing people and covering virtual events so that's been our biggest directly pandemic related tech purchase i love it namaste fractions yes. a new way to learn <laughs> i heard the math was newfangled these days but yeah. i had no idea um for, for for me the latest purchase i made uh so yeah i too am, am working from home and we'll be doing uh twit's probably going to be doing work from home uh for at least the rest of this year and so uh there's a there's a company called black magic design and they make excellent products for uh for studios for production workflows kind of think of you know news broadcasts and things like that and one of the products they make is called the atem 
Mini. And what it does is it takes HDMI inputs and then lets you output as a webcam those HDMI inputs. So I've got a camera from the studio. It's a uh, old, uh, somewhat old uh, Canon Vixia webcam type, or not webcam, but uh, actual camcorder style camera. And those are the ones that we use throughout the studio. Um, so I have one of those here and then it HDMI's into the ATEM Mini, which is USB seed into, and yes, I'm using those as verbs, uh, USB seed <laughs> into my computer and then uh, Skype and other products can or other apps can pick it up as uh, just a webcam. And so I can switch between multiple as I want to. And yeah, it's a very fancy contraption that has goofy uh, transitions if you want them. So you can sort of squeeze <laughs> and, and wipe and, and mix between the different ones. Uh, what about you, Jeff? So uh, I've actually been writing quite a bit about webcams. And so I've bought a number of of webcams, which is uh, frustrating in the sense that they're all marked up right now or hard to get. Yeah, I was going to so say, Jeff, is it your fault? Did you buy all the webcams? Because we've been trying <laughs> to get you know, It feels like it. It really feels like it. Um, if, fortunately, I mean, I think most of these are just going to go back or be uh, resold or something. But um, so, so like on a, a super technical pandemic conferencing kind of level that i've been doing that uh more interesting is uh i finally bought a an epson p600 photo printer Mm. so even though i've been a photographer for quite a while now i've never printed my own stuff and uh, i finally had that idea of even though i am really busy during this pandemic like this has been a busy year for me uh so I missed out on all the sourdough and all of the, you know, building things in your basement, <laughs> like all, all that stuff that everybody seems to be doing. Mm-hmm. And, and so my, my sort of creative response to that is I'm going to learn how to print photos. Mm, nice. All right. That's good. The world doesn't need another sourdough starter. That's right. But it does need, <laughs> does need beautiful photography. Just borrow so your neighbors. Good. There's just a giant one you can take a, take a chunk of, right? That's you right. just that's go to the town square and pick up your sourdough. Sourdough, sourdough for the masses. <laughs> um, I, you know, these answers are great and all like even more technical than the things that I bought, which I feel now like, oh, I should, I should be investing. I should buy all these things. These sound great. Uh, that's a bad idea. Um, the most recent thing I bought was I've ended up doing doing more as a, as many of us have ended up doing more and more video conferencing and since I do a lot of video related stuff that is then distributed on the internet I figured I should improve my video setup a little bit so several months ago I bought a green screen which I've been enjoying mm-hmm. on our regularly on our regular total party kill podcast as well as elsewhere um, but a couple weeks ago I was thinking oh I need I should improve my lighting a little bit um, it's fine during the day because my computer backs like a window and I have the shade down. So it gives you some diffuse light coming in, which is great. But at night, obviously less of a, of a benefit there. Um, so I ended up buying at the recommendation of my friend Lex Friedman. He's like, look, you can buy all these lights, but they're actually pretty expensive. I found, and I got I saw this recommendation for a USB powered book light, but it's a ring light with like mm-hmm. multiple LED settings and it just plugs in. And it's powered by, uh, you know, USB 
and it uh, is on like a little gooseneck. And so I've clamped it to the back of my iMac and it's got a little inline controller that like sits there and I can turn it on and off and and there you cool. go. It it just provides me with some lighting and you can switch between different color temperatures. It's got like blue light versus warmer light and very simple, but seems to be effective. Like I, I especially notice it, like I turn it off sometimes like at the end and I'm still on camera like talking to people, but I you know, don't want to be staring at this light. And I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, I'm so much, like, it's so much darker and more shadowy now without that on. So I guess that for, like, 25 bucks, that was a pretty good success right there. Uh, But thank you all for your answers to that question. Let's move along to our second topic from Lisa. All right. We are all Zooming all the time now. I'm sure all of you have been sitting in on different meetings, uh, school districts, friends, work, what have you. And um, I don't know about you, I've already begun to develop my pet peeves and my pet likes about Zooming behavior. (laughs) So what I wanted to focus on was the positive here. What is the one thing you are delighted by when it happens on Zoom with you? And what's one thing you wish other people on your Zoom calls would do? Uh, Coincidentally, it's sort of the, it's it's the same thing in terms of uh, just, it's just the opposite. So what I like is when I hop on a Zoom call and everyone has their mics muted and it's just so nice, except for the person that's supposed to be speaking. And so then uh, obviously my, my pet peeve there is when you hop on a Zoom and no one has their mics muted. And sometimes it's just, there's the one person speaking and everybody, it's like, read the Zoom, read the room. Everybody in the room has their mics muted, but then there's that mm-hmm. one other person who's talking with somebody and their mic is still on. And it's like, come on. Everybody else has their mics muted. Mm-hmm. Why is your microphone still on, even though it's not you talking? That's got to be my uh, my pet mm-hmm. peeve there. Jeff, what about you? You know, for me, it's more of a, a behavioral thing in that I like that people don't seem to freak out about kids and pets interrupting. Like, yeah. at one point, that was a thing. You're like, oh, like, I got to be real professional and, and, you know, get the kids away and lock the doors and all that. And uh, just on some calls that I've had, and my wife uh, works from home, she works for Starbucks, and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's become a thing where if somebody's kid walks up and interrupts, or heaven forbid, like a cat goes into frame, everybody mm-hmm. just basically stops and they're like, let us see your pets. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like... I, I, I like that 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 breakdown of formality. Like we can still get stuff done, even if there's a small interruption. It's okay. You don't have to stress out. Um, my wish is that I, I I still wish that people would learn to frame themselves in the shot, and it doesn't have to be super professional looking. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, perfect. It just like. I want to see more than your hairline and the ceiling. And some people like they just don't they just don't understand that other people are looking at them. Mm-hmm. Or, or or maybe that's a deliberate choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I will say Micah took mine, which is the muting thing, because obviously that is the biggest like hassle when dealing with these things. And so it is a delight when people are very good about their mute etiquette. I will say that what else delights me is, as we just talked about, I bought a green screen, but I love seeing people's like virtual backgrounds or things that they decide to use as their backgrounds. I think that's a lot of fun. It, it, it kind of plays into that same thing Jeff was just talking about, about the informality of it all. Um, because some people, I know my wife is on Zoom meetings a lot. And uh, sometimes she has needs like a super plain background. 
And mm-hmm. I find like that's you know I understand that that's that's some people that that's what you, the way you got to go. But I do love seeing people's like their bookshelves and like their their design choices. And uh, you know it's fascinating to see uh, all you know, this little picture of inside people's houses, especially right. Like, and I don't have mm-hmm. any kids or anything like that. But I, as a kid, I remember wondering about like my teachers and like their houses and like don't they just live <laughs> at the school? It's like oh now you get to see in your teachers' houses. That sounds super <laughs> exciting to me. Uh, Lisa, wrap us up here. All right. So the one thing I um, do like about people on Zoom is I love I love the cats and the the, the cats and the kids. <laughs> I love when people's pets come into Zoom, and um, it just delights me when you get like a random cat bombing. So that makes my day. The one thing I actually wish people would do more kind of ties into your thing, Dan. I wish people would like give you more tours of their bookcases mm-hmm. or or the things behind them because. Yeah. I have been distracted a few times when interviewing people because they're talking and they're saying very serious things about, well, you know, this new layer in our cloud-based service. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like looking intently at them and nodding. And what I'm really doing is trying to read the book titles over their <laughs> shoulder <laughs> because I'm just so interested by what people choose um, to put in their bookshelves to begin with. And if they're setting up in front of their bookshelves mm-hmm. while they're zooming, clearly they want you to see, or they're like, this is the most professional or the most or the most comfortable spot in my house. Tell me what's on your bookshelves or just say, Hey, you know, you know, in case you're wondering, I keep all my, you know, pop sociology books off into the left. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just Just pretend I don't have a bookshelf full of star Wars books directly behind me right now. That's fine. Oh man, no, no, no shame in that game. <laughs> Timothy Zahn, thanks you. Yeah, Timothy Zahn, he's got, he's well represented on this bookshelf. All right, that's two topics down, two topics left to go, which of course means it is halftime here at Clockwise, and this week's episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile, the folks who can cut your wireless bill to $15 a month with their futuristic approach to wireless. Mint Mobile was nice enough to send me a SIM card. I was able to pop it into my phone, set it up. It took minutes. It was super easy. It was all done online. You don't have to talk to another person very fast, very quick. Network coverage was excellent. I took it down on my vacation last week to uh, Western New York where I was in the the remote areas of the lakes and there isn't great cell coverage. And I actually found that it was better than the coverage that I'd had in that area previously. I managed to do not only a phone radio segment, but also still have access for all my data, which was great. And for all that, it's way, way cheaper than those uh, big wireless carriers that you might be using. So if you're still using one of those providers this year, have you asked yourself what you're paying for? Between expensive retail stores, inflated prices, and hidden fees, there's ample opportunity to take advantage of paying customers like you. This is where Mint Mobile comes in. They provide the same premium network coverage you're used to, but at a fraction of the cost because everything is online. Mint Mobile saves on retail locations and overhead, then passes those savings directly to you, making it easy to cut your wireless bill down to just 15 bucks a month. Every plan comes with, un- comes with unlimited nationwide talk and text, and you can stop paying for unlimited data that you'll never use. Just choose between plans with 3, 8, or 12 gigabytes of 4G LTE data, and you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan. Keep the same phone number, all your existing contacts, just ditch your wireless bill and start saving with Mint Mobile. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com clockwise. That's mintmobile.com slash clockwise. Go there now. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash clockwise. Our thanks to Mint Mobile for their support of Clockwise and all of Relay FM. All right. Halftime has concluded. Micah Sergeant, take us away. 
My question is a simple one. What is the coolest, and, and it doesn't have to be that it's you know the, the most cool piece of tech, but maybe the most memorable, but uh, however you want to interpret this, what's the coolest piece of tech you remember from your dreams? Jeff, we'll start with you. That is a good one. The first thing that popped into my head, and I don't know what this means. Hopefully, we're not analyzing these. Uh, <laughs> Live back on the couch, Mr. Carlson. <laughs> uh, uh, for whatever reason, when I was younger, I would dream about cars that could drive up waterfalls. Ooh. Oh, wow. That's yeah. cool. Uh, both in terms of, like, I had nightmares about it, because, of course, you're driving up a waterfall, and if it stops working, then you fall. Uh, but also just that coolness, like, oh, well, there's a waterfall. Of course. We mass, we have to drive up it. Like, well, what else are you going to do? So, yeah. Look at it? No. No. Come well, on. Why would you look at it if you can drive up it? I'm an American. I got to drive on everything. So, uh, so your road yeah. trip to Everest is being planned as we speak. That brings an entirely new meaning to miles per gallon. <laughs> and also, oh, don't go chasing oh, waterfalls. So good. And we're I done here, it. everybody. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> I wish I could remember more of the technology from my dreams. That sounds really cool. I feel like I had a lot of dreams where uh, something teleports me. And I don't know exactly what the technology is. I feel like it's differed in various dreams. But like I'll be doing one thing and I'll touch like an object and it'll send me someplace else. Uh, and sometimes that's good and sometimes it's bad, depending on where you end up and where you left. Uh, I definitely remember having a dream where I had to disarm like a bomb. <laughs> And then, it, like, I got sent somewhere else, and I was like, "Well, either I'm dead or I survived, and I'm just somewhere else, which is definitely preferable." But either case, I'm not standing next to a bomb anymore, so I guess that's good. Uh, but I, you know what? If I had to like detail the specs or something, I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure I had anything quite as iconic as a waterfall climbing car. Lisa, what about you? I feel like we should just stop with the waterfall climbing car. Yeah. <laughs> that was like such a strong opening. Um, I do remember one time having a dream where I was in the window seat on an airplane flight looking out the window and I was able to tap a button on my temple and have a screen pop up that told me what was below. Ooh. And so I have, I'm always a little bit smitten by the idea of some sort of holographic screen or tech overlay that you can pop up and down in front of your eyes to overlay information on what you're looking at. It could be anything from plant species to animals to locations. Um, I would love something like that. Clearly, my subconscious would too, since um, it had me thinking about being in an airplane of all places, looking out a window and tapping my temple to see what I was looking at. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all wonderful and fanciful answers. Um, th this is the reason this came up is because I just had a dream, and this is kind of the the cheat answer because it's a technology that could exist right now because it's not really a technology. I'd gotten into an elevator, and when I got in, you were able to sit down in this chair and have a massage while you were on your way <laughs> up the up the elevator. And so it, oh, it, these great. were like super tall buildings. So you could be in the elevator for five minutes at least. And so you'd have a little tiny uh, massage before you got ready for the next thing. Uh, but my the one that really sticks with me to this day, and uh, it's not so fanciful, but it's just that I had watched Back to the Future, and mm. in my dream, I had a pair of self-lacing shoes, and I woke up, or I, I in the dream, I went to bed, and I took my box of self-lacing shoes and set them beside me, and I woke up 
in real life and I was looking all over my bed <laughs> trying to find those shoes and they weren't there and it was so sad but uh, yeah to this day I'll, I still remember feeling so cool having those shoes alrighty folks thank you for your answers on that question let us go to our final topic which comes from Jeff all these questions have been nice and fanciful and then here I come to bring in the the the, the despair kind of <laughs> so I want to know do you have an emergency to-go kit ready? Uh, I remember at one point thinking that that was something that's just for people who were like paranoid or preppers. Uh, but as we record this, there are massive wildfires in California, a double hurricane in the southeast of U.S., uh, and I live in the Pacific Northwest in the shadow of volcanoes. And, you know, it's, it's 2020 in general, so it just seems like a required thing. I do not, and I keep thinking I should, um, but the Northeast is relatively stable for a lot of those things that are sort of like, uh, you know, major events that come along. Like, we don't really have volcanoes, we don't really have earthquakes, we do get the occasional hurricane, but they're rarely strong enough up here to do significant, like, evacuation-level damage. That said, preparedness is always a good idea, and so it's something that I've definitely thought about investigating before and sort of stocking up. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have one right now. I feel like if there's an earthquake in New England of any size, I've probably got bigger problems. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Lisa? Dan, you've just like invited a comet to I, uh, me. Well, if a comet <laughs> hits me, that emergency pack's going to do nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of nervous for you now, Dan. I'm yeah, knocking on no. this wood here. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, thank we're you. all knocking on our wood Actually, desks. isn't there an asteroid headed for us? Or, or or maybe they determined that it's going to miss I think us. it's going to miss. And again, okay, good. that's, that's you know, if the asteroid hits, I think we got bigger problems. Yeah. <laughs> Until Dan uh, spoke up, the asteroid was going to miss us. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Sorry. It's taking a sharp left. <laughs> Ken, I've always wanted to see Fall in New England. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. I should actually answer the question. <laughs> yeah. So I live in the Bay Area and um, I actually do have an earthquake kit at the house which has um a honey bucket and first aid supplies a can opener um a huge wrench so we can turn off our gas and our valves things like that bottled water canned goods um blah 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 all of that so i have that i've also got go bags packed for everybody in the house because um if we have to evacuate i want to make sure that we can just grab our stuff and get out in under half an hour and so the bags are stocked with some of the basics and um this conversation is actually reminding me that I need to update the go bags <laughs> and uh, maybe finish my house inventory and take photos. So that way, um, you know, if we do have to evacuate, at least all of my um, stuff, quote unquote, is uploaded to the cloud. So when I have to file an insurance claim, I can start there. <laughs> yeah. So Lisa, I am new to the Bay Area. I, it's, I will say, to be fair, mm -hmm. it's been a year. I moved here uh, at the end of July of last year. And so, a lot of this is still relatively new to me, um, but mm -hmm. I am actually in the process of building out my uh, emergency preparedness kit. Uh, the wire cutter, they kind of, uh, they put out this, this guide that at first you think it's like, this is the best emergency preparedness kit because you see those ones on Instagram advertised and other places advertised. And mm -hmm. so I thought, okay, there's one I can go and buy. And they kind of flip it on its head and say, you really shouldn't just buy an already made kit because a lot of times it has crummy stuff in it uh, mm -hmm. and only some of the stuff in it is good. And so um, 
I've included a link here in the Google Sheet that maybe Dan will include in the show notes for folks. Um, they have a fantastic guide that shows you all the different things that you might want uh, to have in an emergency preparedness kit. So I've started to build mine out yeah. because, yes, fires, uh, earthquakes, and I don't know, plague zombies, who knows? <laughs> so I've got all yeah. the things that, uh, or I've started to build out all the things that I need. And and definitely that inventory is one of the things that I am, of all of these uh, sort of build out options, I just am really procrastinating on the inventory thing, but that's kind of incredibly important. It's just so, uh, it's, it's kind of grueling, but um, there was just a fire down mm-hmm. um the I, I live in a townhome complex and in one in my building but far 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 down the row there was a fire and that day i thought oh man if i had to leave today i and all of my stuff burned up i would not mm-hmm. have the the necessary things to you know file for insurance claims so yeah definitely something that i'm working on um mm-hmm. but i love that there's a there's a guide there for that uh jeff why don't you round us out well, I think that this came up obviously because of all the things going on, but also um, as you alluded to, like it, it's a daunting task when you really start getting into it. Um, we have some stuff like like we have some some packs that have you know emergency blankets and uh, emergency food. Uh, my wife ordered some like uh, energy bars that are good for twenty five years, and I'm I'm dying to try one, but I'm like no 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 like. Wait until you really need it. Um, and so there's there's a lot of stuff that we have together, and it's mostly accessible. And so, you know, um, when the fire started last week, uh, or, or maybe the week before in California, I saw something uh, that was a great checklist of, okay, if you have eight hours to evacuate, grab this stuff. If you have one hour to evacuate, mm-hmm. grab this stuff. Uh, and, and that just made me think like, okay, if I have, you know, 30 minutes, if there's a, an earthquake here, which doesn't happen often, but it has ha- happened, uh, can I, A, grab my stuff? Um, how much other stuff in my storage room do I have to move to get to the emergency stuff? And so it just yeah. got those thoughts going through my mind. So everybody have some sort of a plan um, and don't be paranoid. Excellent advice. Mm-hmm. Oh, so one quick piece of advice I want to share, um, just because this has been really helpful, uh, is you know if you do have, say, bottled water or canned goods or non-perishable goods, set reminders in your favorite calendaring app to rotate them out regularly. Yes. And this means either you can figure out how to work um, a bunch of tuna into your meal planning for a month or (laughs) or this is when you drop off things at a food bank and um then replenish and restock and so this way you can also you know do some good in your community while also making sure that you're not dooming you and your family to eight-year-old sardines if the worst (laughs) if the worst case should happen so like with planning an emergency kit, it's not something you do just once. You do kind of have to periodically check in and, oh my God, use technology to automate the, the check-in process and reminders and the purchases as much as possible. Yeah, Good tip. <laughs> All right. That's four topics down. We have just enough time for a bonus topic. But before we get on to that, I just want to remind everybody out there about our new uh, subscription feature, Clockwise Unwound, which is a bootleg episode of the show 
that it's released directly after the show. Look, I know a lot of people like listening to the live stream. Sometimes we make fools out of ourselves by saying something wrong. We have to fix it in the edit. Or sometimes we just go on longer than we can fit in a 30-minute show because we're strictly limited to that 30 minutes. Uh, and you want you want more? It's great. We've got more for you. So if you sign up to be a Clockwise supporter, which you can do at relay.fm slash clockwise, you'll get access to an RSS feed of Clockwise Unwound, our full bootleg, which includes not only everything on the live stream but basically a little bit before the show a little bit after the show uh just you know if you want that fun so we really appreciate your support we've got five dollar a month options and fifty dollar per year options check that out and thank you all right bonus topic this week for you what is your go-to road trip food or snack lisa oh my gosh that's a great one um sesame sticks oh they're so, so good, good. <laughs> oh i should also add i love um the little grape tomatoes too Okay. So this way you can have them with the sesame sticks because they're so delicious and salty, make you thirsty. You have the grape tomatoes and then there's like a little hydration and vegetable <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> um, I was a vegetarian for nine years. And during that time, the thing I missed the most, uh, well, there are a couple things, but the thing that I missed the most, most was beef jerky. And uh, now as a person who is also trying to be sort of careful about my intake, turkey jerky is my mm-hmm. uh, go-to, uh, what do we call it? Go-to road trip food. Mm-hmm. I think turkey jerky is delicious. Jeff, what is yours? I'm going to blow the, uh, the, the, the healthy vibe here, and I'm going to say uh, red licorice. Mm-hmm. Just, just chow on red licorice for as long as you can drive of course it's good you get there and then you feel terrible but it's <laughs> chewy but at least you chewy. had fun along the way exactly shaking from all the sugar uh, <laughs> i will say pretzels for me i like a good pretzel Ooh. it's got that good saltiness one. it's got the crunch and it doesn't mm-hmm. feel quite as uh indulgent as like potato chips or something like that mm. so i can fool myself into thinking it's moderately healthy uh but those are all good <laughs> we shall take a road trip together sometime when we can actually do such things again <laughs> all right yes we have reach the end of our episode all that remains is for us to thank our fantastic guest this week lisa schmeiser thank you so much for being here it was a delight thank you for having me and jeff carlson thanks so much for joining us i always love coming here and you people are wonderful so thanks and micah we will be back next week but until then we remind everybody listening out there watch what you say and keep watching the clock bye everybody